the fact that we are talking about it or maybe offering some criticisms about it is not being done without the knowledge that what Matsuno is trying to make in this game it's is different. way harder yeah. <laughs> than Super Mario Brothers or something <laughs> right. in terms of executing on your concept. Yeah. This is extremely difficult to do. Welcome back to the State of the Arc podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. Apologize if you hear some low rumbling. Maybe you're listening to this podcast with headphones. There is some intense uh, construction happening to the lot directly south and to the lot directly east. Two, Two pits have been dug for foundations and they've got two tractors at the same time driving back and forth like leveling out those plots so they can pour concrete. It's like we're at the intersection of the frequencies. Yes. And it's like <laughs> shaking the house. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally shaking the house. Yeah. It's yeah. not as bad at this moment as it was when we first arrived. But uh-huh. if you hear that, I yeah, apologize. Yeah. These mics are pretty good at minimizing um, stuff that's not here. Ambient sound. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. like right in front of the microphone. But yeah. um, so hopefully it's not too bad. But if it is, uh, that's why. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about the law route of, um, I almost said Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics <laughs> Ogre. Final Fantasy Tactics Ogre. <laughs> um, today. No, Final Fantasy Tactics Ogre Battle. Yeah, there you go. There 64. You go. <laughs> there you go. Um, this will probably be two episodes. There are a lot of people concerned about that. Hey, hey. I don't think you can cover all of law in, in one episode. We agree. I, I, probably. I, you're probably right. We, we probably agree. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, they're, they're, but yeah, we're, we're planning on splitting into two episodes. We're going to revisit the choice at Balmamusa, offer some thoughts or maybe revisions or confirmations of what we felt about that before. Yeah. Um, but kind of look at it now that we've done every route because we've, well, I guess we haven't done chapter four again after doing law. No. But your concern was that, well, Vice is alive. I was shocked. (laughs) I was shocked at the end of chapter three where Vice was like, I'm still here. Hey, 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 man, how's it going? I've just been hanging out. Like, oh, okay, I guess all of chapter four, Vice is here. Yes. That should change chapter four considerably. And however, from what I hear, that's not the case. I haven't actually played chapter four of law yet. But from I hear, from what I'm reading, and from you know what people are saying, he doesn't do much after he's like technically recruited. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe this would a be few dialogues and maybe a, a thing here or there, like and mid battle, probably an ending involving scene. him that we'll want to talk yeah. about in the final episode. But um, we will be oh, doing where a final Vice episode. says Vice says. Um, I always have been friends with you. And I, I never at any point was I being deceitful. Never, never a doubt. Or a fake. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, I and then they're, they're just friends. Them. Yeah. Um, no, we'll get to what you're referencing here in a second. But okay. um, so we will do a final episode. So it'll be two here for Law, Chapter Two and Chapter Three. You know, it, we may go a little bit in two, three or. Maybe th- next time we'll cover the end of two or something like that. But yeah. it'll be broke up into two, and then we'll do one final episode. We'll bring Ivan back, and I would like to bring some other Tactics Ogre uh, content creators out there to yeah. be on that final episode. Um, but there's a, a couple other things I want to address before we start. Um, 
And th this is kind of just an inevitable part of, of trying to run a YouTube channel when you've got people who have yeah. opinions this way or that about how the the series has been handled so far yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, some of that we agree with, um, and, and it's why we've made the choice from here on out. We will no longer be doing a game that at least one of us has not already played and yeah. is familiar with. Right. We're no longer going to be covering a game that, that both of us are blind to. So um, as far as like the concerns that have been brought up about how this series has gone related to that, don't worry, we're not doing that again. We're going to at least have one person familiar with it. But um, there, there's a couple of other things that have been said that I want to um, get some opinions on. This is not necessarily a response to... I don't know, uh, uh, express disagreement with the commenter giving criticism. I don't yeah. want to do that. I'm trying to take the criticism constructively, and I'm trying to make the show better moving forward. So right. bear with me. Um, maybe when you're editing this, have some time codes in case nobody gives a fetch <laughs> and wants to hear this at all and nobody, just wants to get into a, the actual analysis. A soul fetch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a soul fetch about it. Okay. But, um, yeah. Well, we'll so go. for those of you, though, who um, are interested in some changes that we're thinking about implementing into the format of the show moving forward, uh, this is for you. We're going to have some polls to vote on and things like that. So just bear with me for a little bit here. This may take 10 minutes or more. Um, okay, so uh, some people are like, oh my goodness, you went through the chaos route and you did not talk about the resolution of this or that character with Nybeth or the Cressida recruitment. And like, this is so important for this, this or this. And so um, one aspect of this to respond to is I, I again I always feel like I've done it but I it's hard to remember which series I've said it very clearly on right. and which ones I have not because we say it I think at the beginning of every series yeah. but maybe I didn't put fine enough a point on it this time right. and there are new tactics ogre people watching this new ogre um, heads yeah uh, because I did see people saying for a podcast focused on story and lore it's surprising you're not covering these things and I just, I, I lore, this not is lore. not a lore No podcast. lore, please. No, we never said lore. We purposefully never said lore. Yes. This is not a lore and story podcast. Okay, here's the thing. So somebody, I was researching the game and I had a question about something and I came across a Reddit post from somebody that said, I'm 500 hours into Tactics Ogre and I have still not recruited this character and, and has anyone actually 100%ed this game yet? Yes. And I was like, whoa. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. Like we're not. Yeah. We we can't do that. We're we not. We and nor are we trying to. Yeah. We're not trying to put five hundred plus hours into the games we cover on this podcast. Apparently, um, there's a ton of stuff in this game. Yeah. That you can really, really get into every single nook and cranny. Yeah. So yeah, just to clarify, this is not a story about, or this is not a podcast about summarizing exhaustively every story point with every character interaction and every point of lore right. in the whole series or game or whatever. That's yeah. not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to do a thematic 
sort of literary analysis about right. what the core of the story is trying to say. And in the process of that, analyzing the techniques of storytelling. Sure. So it's not a story and lore podcast. It's a storytelling and literary analysis podcast. Sure. So having the right expectations is important for how we go about choosing what we will talk about and what we will not. Because we will not talk about everything. That's just not an no. option. It's, it's, yeah. it's not... Uh, it's not feasible in the format that we're currently doing to be able to prepare enough yeah. in a week's time to be able to do it that way. One. Two, I'm not interested personally in covering games that way. Right. It would not be something that I'm passionate about right. talking about all of like the whole lore. And, and that's why yeah. uh, I want to bring on, say... Uh, Warren report, although he doesn't do things live, he may send in a recording um, because he has done videos of that nature where he's yeah. covering everything yes. story-wise for yeah. the series. That's his domain, not ours. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, also people who want to you know, see game mechanics, we will be having um, uh, Coffee Potato on, hopefully, and he's done a lot of that. So that's point number two I wanted to address there. But thirdly, um, I do agree that it's important for an analysis, a proper analysis of something, to have played or experienced the thing before yeah. you start talking about it because you know where it's going and you can see certain setups or foreshadowing or right. maybe symbolism that you wouldn't just see on a first um, exposure to the thing. So that's why we've made the decision that we won't be doing that anymore. Yes. I was hoping that by having a sort of third expert on board that it would uh, cover up some of that on our part or at least give you guys the understanding. Someone's here to help guide the conversation, but it didn't quite go that way in the eyes of some of the viewers. So um, anyway. Because we still don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, and there's like 30 characters in this game, and a lot of them get like maybe two cutscenes and a few lines yeah. of dialogue. And yeah, it may resolve beautifully a story arc, but there is a ton of missable content in this game. Yeah, just a ton. And um, well, we we didn't know that yeah. <laughs> when we started this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So it's also just a difficult game because of the three routes, because of so much missable content, because of. Yeah. All these things that are, you know, I mean, there's a reason why Ivan put together a huge document of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's not necessarily the way you want to play something your first time is being no. guided to that level. You want to experience the story and just play it organically yeah. just as if you were um, reading a book or something. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. saying this to in any way criticize Ivan. I think Ivan did a great job. Yeah, this is too. a criticism on my own part for thinking maybe it will work to do it this way. And it has turned out to sort of throw in some wrenches or cause some problems for the flow of how it goes, for commentary uh, being done in this fashion versus it was done in this fashion in this other podcast. We yeah, did. yeah. So... Um, I'm aware of all of that, and I'm trying to be uh, open to how we address this and uh, make the show better for future series. So just wanted to address I'm hearing that, and I'm, I'm taking that constructively. Now, in 
I guess, that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been feeling for quite a while now that the podcast format has become, or it's starting to become stale. It, it needs to be shaken up to some degree. Um, I have mentioned this in our lives with like our patrons before, and there was some real concern there about some of the things we were talking about, some ideas. Don't change it. Don't change it. No, 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 no. (laughs) I love this the way it is. And we do get some amazing comments from people uh, quite often. On how we could change it. Not on how we can change it, but just on how much what we're doing is affecting their Uh, daily life and how they really appreciate what we do. So I don't want to scare those people and be like, we're throwing out this format. No, we're not changing something totally different. It's not a process of reinvention that we're wanting to do here. It's a process of um, of in, uh, I just had the word and it just innovation cool. in not innovation, uh, iteration, iteration. Sure. We are going to iterate on this format. Yeah. trying to keep the core sort of, um, goal of what we want to do with it. Yeah. You know, I think that what we accomplished really well with something like the Xeno gears podcast, but I think there needs to be some, uh, new elements added to this um, that will make the show more exciting because I think part of the dwindling interest in the last year or so in the podcast is not only because we're playing more obscure games <laughs> or maybe games that fall outside of the RPG, the RPG yeah. sort of demographic. I mean, those things are certainly part of it yeah. and I knew that would be the case. Right. But I also think it's because the format here has been played out a little bit after what are we two and a half years into doing this now? Yeah. Um, it needs to, it needs some fresh ideas. It needs to be shaken up a little bit. That's my feeling. Now that being my feeling, I want to gather some data. So I'm not just going off of my gut on how we should do this, but I do think we have some cool ideas, but I want to do some polls in order to get a real understanding the best understanding I can of what the pro- where the problems really are and what we really need to look at it and address in terms of like fixing and getting on track and making the show as good as it can possibly be. So I want to do two polls. So I'm going to have to be in, in touch with you about putting these in the description okay. and creating them and where I should create them. It's not going to be a Patreon exclusive poll. This is going to be a poll for everybody. I want the okay. whole audience to participate. So it'll probably be straw poll or maybe something on YouTube. Haven't decided that yet, but there will be two links to click in the description and maybe the pinned comment for you guys to go look at. First, the first um, poll is going to be, um, how have you felt about this specific Tactics Ogre podcast? Do you think that it's in line with your expectations? Is, has it been as good as you expected it to be or as good as the show generally is for you? Mm-hmm. Is it fine? There's no problems for you. Option one. Option two, um, no, this has been disappointing or below the standard of what I expect. Um, probably could you just leave it at that. Did you Do you think it's below or at the range of what you expected? Or maybe I should do it exceeds. I don't know. It'll be one, two options or three, I don't know. But that's the gist of that one. I just want to get a sense, a real sense for how disappointing this has been for how large of the audience. Poll number two is going to um, be based on some changes we have in mind for the format of the show. And we want to get an idea of which parts of the current format must be kept. 
Like these are the most important <laughs> non, things non-negotiables. not to change. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you how should I f- format this? Should I format it a vote on which thing would be the worst thing to lose? Or should I do it on these things need to be kept? So let's let's go the first route. I, I'm I'm feeling this would work better. Hmm. Is the book club part of the podcast? Is that something you really feel like it should not lose? You must retain this. Okay, so option one, book 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 club format. We're reading along, and each week we're at the same spot, because one of our ideas is. We're going to do the whole podcast first, record it all, and then release it as a season. And then right. in between seasons, we will have something else to fill in podcast episodes. Uh, but we will basically have played all the way through the game before starting the analysis. We'll do our playthroughs. Then we'll come back, record the episodes, and it will be in the spirit that we've already completed it. But that will make it lose the book club format that will have to go out. So if, if you, if you, if you're voting on this must not be lost, the book club format, that's what we love the most about this. You got to vote on that. The other thing I'm curious about is the way we did the Xeno gears, sorry, podcast is Kaysen had not played the game before I had. So the, the element that some people really appreciated about that was that you got to re-experience with somebody for the first time again. They loved that aspect of it. Is that something you want to keep for sure moving forward? Because we could still do that even in the format we're talking about where we record it first and release later. Uh, We would just have to do episodes as you're playing along to get your genuine first reactions to things. Um, But uh, you can't do as good, say, an analysis on symbolism or, you know, sort of deeper things when it's just a first reaction and not something you're familiar with. Right. That that makes it harder. So the symbolism part of it is probably the other thing, right? Right, Is that the strongest thing? Because Casing could do better with that. I could do better with that if we've already done our playthrough and then we're coming. So we lose the book club format that way. So so that's the three options so far. and I guess the fourth and final one will be uh, whether or not this needs to feel from beginning to end, every episode, as if it's a sit-down conversational style discussion. Uh, that yeah, it's not more heavily edited, that there's not some cinematic ideas we have that we want to put into this. Yeah, pre-scripted, yes. um, you know, thrown perform- into performance, it. you know, yes. readings. Because part of our idea is that not to get rid of the sit-down conversational style stuff like we're doing now, but just mm. integrate into that some uh, basically filmmaking, some true cinematic filmmaking right. into it. I can't really get in too much into what those ideas are, which might skew how this polls, but I want to see if, no, this podcast has got to be a hour and plus just sit down two dudes on a couch or chairs yeah, just shooting the chatting it up. Yeah, yeah. Is that the most important thing to you? Right. Okay. So those are the two polls. They'll be, like I said, in the description. Go vote on them so that I can get a good sense for what people really want with this. Now, now that I've said that, let's actually start talking about the game. Okay. 
Jude McGuy saying only Taxi Soaker people are going to see this poll. I yeah. don't know what to do about that. <laughs> uh, I I will I it. will put the poll out as a um, like on tweet. Twitter. Oh, cool. Okay. I will put it out. Um, even even the, um, th- those audiences are too small; won't matter on other platforms. But uh, I'll do it on YouTube as like a post. And that's why I think I might create the poll on YouTube because then oh, the whole subscriber base will see it. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be it. it. It won't just be tactics okay, ogre people seeing this. Smart. Right? Good. Anyway. Okay, now, let's revisit Balmamusa here. So, um, we, the first time we went through this, were kind of like, uh, well, be, part of- We didn't know we what were, this was. We were comparing <laughs> the choices. Yes, we were. And, uh, you know, I think both of us had kind of landed on, it makes a lot more sense to choose not to participate in the massacre. Yes, yes. And uh, why would you support that? And I have a lot of thoughts on this. But I've been talking a lot, so maybe I should pass it to you first <laughs> to see how you feel about Gosh. things now that we've gone through three routes. Well, I'm just going to tell you just my general thoughts right okay. now, which is like basically like World Trade Center 9-11, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, unfortunately, there are conspiracies about that, so I don't really want to address those. But I do want to say, hey, this is basically on that level, right? 5,000 people, just like we're going to kill them all so that we can something yes. right um and then the reason why maybe you or i would be like no that's ridiculous is at least in part it's it's my reaction to conspiracy theories about 911 mm. is basically why i'm like that's stupid because i have often rejected those conspiracy theories for a long time being like why would anyone kill their own people just to have oil or just to go to war somewhere or any of that stuff right yeah well this does happen though and often i like i'm not going to say anything about 9/11 we're done we're done with 9/11 <laughs> just know that that's what's coloring my perception about this okay. like this is an incident that is uh it's a cassius belly it's the it's the thing that gets your people on your side to now go to war right and there have been many of those throughout america's history mm. gulf of tonkin was one the sinking sinking of the lusitania was one the first shot at fort sumter in civil war was one the uh, Havana Harbor bombing. There was a ship in Cuba that started the Spanish-American War. Anyways, this stuff happens a lot. And there always needs to be something um, that gets the public on your side. And this was that. But whether it's intentional or not, uh, you know, sometimes these things happen whether the government wants them to or not. But it's interesting to note that the government does want them to happen. Mm. So there we go. So because my knee-jerk reaction to a government wouldn't do something like that. That's ridiculous. I'm, I would never think to do that. There's no, I can't see what we would gain by this. This isn't going to work, right? Mm. That's just my knee-jerk, right? So I pick the other one, of course. What's strange though, is that I've, I've done more research. The canon route, canonized route for Tactics Ogre apparently is law, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So. And it's also the route that basically nobody played uh, for the game, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so what Matsuno said, something like 80% of people never yeah, played Yeah, and, and we were talking this on the way here, but yeah. I was wondering where he's getting that data from. It's a good question. If, if it's from, I mean, I could see the Steam version or like the latest re-release on consoles, you could track that to some degree yeah. by 
achievements and whatnot, but I don't know how he knows 80% of people didn't play the SNES law route. I, I don't know how he <laughs> how he's getting that figure, but I, I'll take him at his word. Yeah. So, oh, obviously Pearl Harbor. That was another one. Sure. Uh, what's interesting about Pearl Harbor is that the government had intel that Japan was coming, but that doesn't mean the government did it. The government just chose to let it happen. And then the bad thing that would have maybe happened anyways happened, and the government could have prevented it, but instead just kind of snuck away our like high-value aircraft carriers. And so that way all the targets that were bombed and all the thousands of people who died were like lower value, right? Um, so, but my, my whole point is that I don't think that that ever should happen. <laughs> and so I am super averse to it in general because I'm like, okay, you know, I like to think of... Um, you know, leadership and uh, political games and parties and leaders as not doing things like this. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at Matsuno, what he says, um, not how conflicts should be resolved, but how conflicts are resolved, um, how these things tend to just unfold on their own. Uh, this is a huge part of that. And it's really difficult to deal with or to, to grapple with on some level, um, especially as it relates to like actual wars. Right, like the burning of the Reichstag or something like that, which yeah. is what got Hitler to consolidate all of his power and to really rule Germany with like an iron fist. It's something that probably was done internally just to get people on his side. Like, oh, can you believe it? They did this thing. Oh, guys, let's go. Um, and there's almost like, there's all hands on both sides almost at every single time, right? But the way that this route goes, the way that Denim kind of, his growth throughout this, and I think even um, Lady Ravnus comments on this, his growth throughout Law Root is actually, it's pretty interesting and mm. it's pretty cool. And Dame Ravnus does say towards the end, like, hey, you've grown a lot since that whole thing happened. Or was it Arcela? Maybe it was, I, I think it was Dame Ravnus. Yeah, I think it was Ravnus. You've yeah. grown a lot and I, it's been interesting to see how you've grown and I actually agree with you now and I respect you a lot more now because of it. Um, it's I hated having to make the choice though. Like that's something I'll, I'll never really get around. I don't want to make that choice, but you see the benefits of doing things like that and why governments do things like this. Mm. You just see, it's so plainly laid out right in front of you. And then you're able to kind of go through things and people still consider you as not having blood on your hands because you didn't kill the Duke, somebody else did, but you, but, but you did this other thing before, but it doesn't matter. Everyone thinks you're a good guy, right? And, you're, and you are. <laughs> sort of <laughs> to think that you can still be a good guy after purposefully doing 9-11 to your own country is just weird it's weird to think about and, but it's something that I think Matsuno wants you to think about wants you to think about sure. he wants you to consider that um, one thing to clarify as I'm looking at our chat here is apparently Matsuno has said there is no canonized route oh but, but the manga as Ivan is saying uh that the L route, the law route, is canonized by the auxiliary content. So things like the, oh, the Code of Four uh, um, being inaccessible without being in the law route and uh, the manga adaption being based on the law route. So it seems there's just auxiliary content where they use that okay. as the launching point for those. Um, yeah. But that maybe Matsuno wasn't necessarily involved in making those. Oh, or not. I don't know. Actually. And so he, he has said that there was no... Okay. Um, canon so i just so wanted to in, clear, clarify in 1994 <laughs> there was no canon <laughs> sure but as they've expanded yeah. the game with extra content it has been determined that law is the one it's all based on yeah okay gotcha so um okay after clarifying that i think that um 
uh, trying to think back on some of my uh, feelings about the choice of Belmamusa early in the podcast series, one thing that I could not see was Denim making the choice to do what he did. This is something yeah. I have reversed course on a little bit. Okay. But not because I see Denim as the type of character who would do that mm-hmm. as much as him being young. And Dame Ravness brings that up too. She says you were a young man and should never have had to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, whether or not to do that. Right? Yeah. And being pressured by Lanar, who he looked up to as a commander. Like, right, I can imagine yeah. a scenario where a 17-year-old boy or a very young soldier mm. is commanded to do something by his officer and doesn't give him a choice. This is, the, I think, where I yeah. got slipped up a little bit because Leonor presents it like a choice. Are you with me or not? Whereas right. I could see in a scenario where the commander says, okay, we're doing this now, and he makes some sort of veiled or subtle threat. Right. If you don't do what I'm saying, I'm going to kill you. Right. Where a boy yeah, treason, would be like, right? no. uh, okay, I'll go along with it right. from a sense of self-preservation. Yeah. Right. That I could see and even forgive a boy being put in a position like that. Sure. And then later on in life, totally regretting that. Uh, which is kind of the way law route goes. Okay, and that is, gosh, like most soldiers that have PTSD, that um, yeah, that is a big part of it. Great point. It's I like, think most, yeah. yeah, soldiers have some element of that kind right. of feeling. That I was, they trained me. They literally trained me yeah. to follow orders without question. Right. And I did that, and now that I've had time to think about it, I'm haunted by it. Yeah. This. Yeah. is a perfect way of like, sort of like justifying denim moving into that course. Yeah. So if I look at it under that lens, I'm, I'm, I have actually reversed course on thinking, oh, there's no way denim would do that. I think denim showed nowhere, even like I said, even when you make the more aggressive choices of dialogue in chapter one, I never saw him being nationalistic enough to go that far. But I right, can see Leonar... Uh, giving him uh, an offer he can't refuse in a sense right, yeah. that would pressure a boy into doing it and, yeah. and just not having the courage to stand up to his commanding officer. You know, there's another line by Kachua later on, maybe maybe in chapter three, although I know I think it's in chapter two here, um, where she, uh, I think Leonar talks to um, Denim and brings up the idea, hey, you should be the one to assassinate the Duke. Yes. And... Kachua, she kind of intercedes, says, don't do this. But Leonor says, no, Denim, then you'll be the new leader. And Kachua says something. I just took me totally by surprise. Kachua yeah. goes, Denim's no leader. Yeah. Denim can't lead. Are you stupid? <laughs> what? And I just, I did have to kind of step back a little bit and be like, what? Because as far as I can tell, we're controlling Denim. We're, yeah. we're, he's a perfectly suitable leader as far as I can tell. But that's because I'm like, you know, however old I am, twice his age. And I... I'm controlling him and I'm and we're leading armies. I've been leading this whole game. What are you talking about? Yeah, like right. I'm the leader and I've been doing it. Yeah. But when Kachua said that, I'm like, hey, what does she mean by that? At least in part she means he's only 17. Yeah. He's <laughs> you can't lead a nation when you're only 17. Uh, but in addition to that, right, kind of sort of like what you're talking about, 
it's just never really even occurred to Denim that that's a possibility. Yeah. He isn't a leader. He is somebody who's recruited by others and he is expected to follow a leader. Yes. He is not a leader himself. Yes. So when you look at both of those, coupled with the idea that he's only 17, it's like, yeah, something like this does hit a lot harder. But you have to be reminded of that because it's yeah. not so obvious in the game that Denim's not this natural born leader. Because yeah. you're just playing and you're just like winning all these battles, beasting everybody. Uh, you would assume that, oh, Denim's a pretty good leader because I'm Denim <laughs> and I'm a good leader and we're winning. And so good job, Denim. Yeah. Right. And then Kachua shows up and kind of really kind of shocks you a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, Denim is not made to make decisions like this. This is not his strong suit. This is not, um, this isn't a good thing to hoist upon a, a young soldier. Right. Yeah, that's, that's And of course, Leonar has his own trick to yeah, pull as well. Yeah, he's not actually offering and Kachua, to be Exactly. <laughs> and it, it happens how it happens, fine. Yeah. Uh, but that that was clearly Denim's naivety uh, being taken advantage of. Yeah, right? exactly. As, as it was at this point as well, I think. Yes, I, and so... I've, I've become much more open to that part of what maybe before yeah. I was a little critical of. The part that I am not walking back on is mm. Vice <laughs> turning into what he is in law. I, yeah. I just, I don't see that based on the character he was in chapter one. I, I have, I actually didn't mind Vice too much in this playthrough because I have already determined <laughs> These are three different people. Like yeah. chaos, chaos vice is not law vice. They are not the same person. They're not the same person. And neutral vice is not either. And they're they, not motivated by the same things. They're different people. They they seem yeah. to be in entirely different people. To me. Yeah. yeah. And when you do that, when you think of it that way, it's go it goes down smoother. Yeah. Uh, now I would argue you ought not have to do that in a game like this. Yes. Um, but you know that's my personal opinion. Uh, when I just think of law is just its own story. It's its own and neutral and chaos. They are their own stories. Um, and the, the everything works fine if you just look at just those lanes. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because the reason that I've fallen into that is at least largely because of Vice. It's the only way to make sense of him as a character is to just take the one route on its own and be like, okay, I you really got to do a lot of work in your head to kind of make that work. Uh, but the trouble is, and we see this in the comments a lot from people, is that people then want to still use the other routes to make sense of why the characters are doing what they're doing. Yes. And I've already made the determination that I'm not going to do that because when I do that, it doesn't go well and Vice makes no sense. So yeah. I have to not do that. Um, but then other people are saying, no, no, Leonard's makes more sense. His when, chaos decision makes more sense when you understand him in law. Yeah. But Chaos Leonard is not Law Leonard, and I actually have a trouble <laughs> reconciling the two. I, I agree and so totally. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't think that he makes sense as a character, actually, in both of those yeah. uh, routes. Um, so, but but he makes perfect sense just if you just take the just route in isolation the one on its own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm having. A, horrible time knowing when to cross route and to fill in details from other routes and when not to do that yeah. because it can either ruin the experience or it can make it make more sense yeah. but it's kind of a toss-up as to which it does it's like 50 50 and yeah. it's that's a bit frustrating for me <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> yeah for vice just take the roots in isolation and consider nothing else yeah i um there, well, there was somebody else who had made a comment saying like, hey, I think the reason you tripped up on the Spalmamusa choice is because you're thinking of law as good and chaos as evil. This is more like D&D alignment where you have lawful evil. That was helpful, That's, right? That's helpful. That wasn't my, that wasn't, no. had nothing to do with what I was saying right. there. My entire point was I don't understand why Vice 
literally two minutes ago was this horribly abrasive, rude, yeah, uh, yeah. chastising these people who don't want to fight, right. treating them as if, like, if you're not with us, you're against us um, type of character who then emerges from that same building talking about the morality of this choice being like, how could you possibly think to do this? Right. You're the only one I would have assumed would have made right. this choice or gone along with His it. His character seemed to be building You, you would have seen their refusal to fight as traitorous right. and worthy of death. Yeah. That's how you were acting five minutes ago. Right. And now you turned traitor, into this noble character. That's interesting. Because when you think of a traitor, the charge is treason. And the, the penalty for treason is death. Yes. And... Yes. That's essentially when he, and especially if this is based in middle times, right? Like yeah. middle, medieval times, mid middle ages. Um, when you level the, when you tell somebody that they're behaving as a traitor, it's like you are basically saying, it's okay for me to kill you. Yeah. You are one of the thems in the world. You're not one of the us's. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that vice at the end of that sequence, no matter which route you chose, is swearing that he's going to kill Denim with his own hands. But then later in <laughs> law, there are several opportunities at which he goes, we shouldn't be fighting, this serves no purpose. Or um, yeah. I know the choice you made, it's not forgivable, but at least now you can do something about it. He's sort of given up on this like vendetta against, uh, against Denim, whereas in but, the other but didn't route. you know that they were really great, perfectly super good, <laughs> honest friends but he, growing according up? According to him, he wasn't. He never was. But you can't, you can't, don't, don't <laughs> that's, that's, inform with the other roots. That's basically where we've arrived at the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Vice is not the same person. He's not no. driven by the same motivation. Nor was he brought routes. up in the same way. Nor did he think the same way about Denim from the beginning, even it, as a it, child. It even chapter one. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If you try to use his speech to Denim in Chaos Last Neutral at the end of chapter two, where they're one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one fighting. Yeah, if you try I to never use, liked you, yeah. If you try to use that as his driving motivation, right. assuming that still happened in this timeline, it, it's not what's driving him here anymore. No. And so, or, or even the Kachua thing, that he really yeah, likes Yeah, he Kachua. doesn't say anything not about Kachua actually, really in law. Yeah, not a thing. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, I... I I know some people are going to bring up, well, he's just trying to do the opposite of what Denim does because he doesn't want to live in Denim's shadow or whatever. But that's not law. But that's not that. that's not what he's fighting for in law. And and maybe you could just say, well, he doesn't say that's what it is. But you're head cannoning it at this point. Yes, I like so hardcore. My opinion of this at this point is that this choice. Um, works either way for Denim because there are elements to where you're choosing the type of character he is through chapter one by the choices you in terms of what you say. And I could see the pressure from Leonard being something, being young, that he yeah. would be really hard-pressed to have the courage to stand up to. Um, I was just thinking about how there, there was a news story a couple of years ago. I think it was in Philadelphia on a train. A woman was... Um, I don't want to use the word, take advantage of on a public train, yes, a subway, this, and there yeah. were tons of people and everyone was who filming. just yeah. did nothing to help. Um, um, pe people who intervene often get arrested themselves, though, and that's yeah. this is one of the big issues of like large cities. 
I I yeah. think that I think that um, it we underestimate to a pretty large degree sometimes. We we see in the in the media that we consume and stuff. You know, we're we're the main characters of our own life story. Yeah. We come sort of cast ourselves in that role, and yeah, we would, we would we assume yeah. what we would do in a situation like that. But it is. There's way too many instances, way too much data out on people that show <laughs> yeah. that a lot of people freeze up oh, totally. or yeah. choose self-preservation in situations yeah. where it's like, Safety. I could intervene. Yeah. Maybe even I believe it's the right thing to do, but I don't know how that crazy person will react if I try. Maybe yeah. I end up getting hurt or killed. Right. I'm not going to do anything. And you say better them than me. And that, that's something that a lot of people that I've talked to who are reacting to the story, they want to judge those people on the train, not realizing they could very likely have been them too. Yes. And, and I think it's, it's really understated how difficult it is in a high-pressure situation like the one Denim was put in there to be a hero in that situation. Right. It's, it's, it would be way harder than most of us assume it would be to do the right thing there. Right. So I've kind of come around on that um, a little bit with him, but, but with Vice, it's tough for me. Now, <laughs> Ivan is saying something here. I want to make sure that we uh, touch on this. He's saying he, he does say stuff about Kashwan Law. If you go, if you get him killed in law, his final word is still Kashua. Oh, I guess we wouldn't know that I, if we didn't get him killed. That's what I mean by missable content in this game. Yes, yes. Right. So okay. Ivan's playing a little okay. bit into what we've already good talked about. Good to know, though. That is good to know. Um, his fixation on her is less obvious, but perhaps less of a fixation. But the fact that he likes her is still uh, baked in. He also has dialogue with Kashua in... Uh, at Barna Barnisha, Barnisha if, she if she fights. fights. Okay, so, but There's this is this is ifs. the point. Yeah. And this is, the, this is something I want to bring up too. There's a, a lot of people who use these obscure, well, if this and this and this happen to go right, then now then, it makes sense. Then yeah. this explanation is there. And yeah, yeah. in a game that is as open to choices and different things being possibilities, mm. um, this is why it is so difficult to pull off a game like this. So yeah. the fact that we are talking about it or maybe offering some criticisms about it is not being done without the knowledge that what Matsuno is trying to make in this game it's is different. way harder yeah. <laughs> than Super Mario Brothers or something <laughs> right. in terms of executing on your concept. Yeah. This is extremely difficult to do, okay? So, because not everyone's going to have the same experience, and some people are going to go through it, and they're going to feel like, I don't understand why this character made this choice or was this way. So, that's, that's what we are saying is being done with the understanding that that is the case. <laughs> yeah. But that is, the fact that it is more difficult to do makes it more forgivable, but it does not take away from the fact that there are many points at which, because there was somebody on last week's episode who was saying, Oh, your comments on Leonar, you keep having these knee-jerk reactions to things and I you haven't seen him in law, so you don't know the depths of his mind or something but like that. But having played him in law, these are Leonar is a different person. I'm sorry. Yes. They're different people. <laughs> so I don't think that it makes sense yeah. uh, to use that as a defense right. of 
uh, some of the things that we may bring up. Because one, it's totally possible not to have seen that. And yes, then that lies on it. the writer right. as, I don't want to use the word failing, it's too strong, but you failed to get that part of the character's right. uh, development across right. in this route. I do yeah. not understand the depths of Leonor <laughs> if I play Chaos. What if I don't play Law? Right. Then I get through the whole game or the story feeling like I don't understand why Leonor did what he did. You need to be able to work those things right. so that the, the player, no matter which route they choose, feels like they understand the character. But this goes back to the whole point of, I don't even know if these characters are the same person based right. on which route you choose. Yeah, yeah. So this whole aspect of the game, I think we can now kind of put to bed as far as yes. our commentary on it. It's just <laughs> yeah. difficult to do and wow. I don't think at this time that they executed on it in a way that makes each route stand on its own and be satisfactory right. without having knowledge of others. But also in having knowledge of others, it brings contradictions yeah. up. And so it's just not perfectly executed as far as character consistency right. between routes. They feel like different people. Yeah. So if you're going to enjoy this game without having to be burdened by those issues of consistency. You have to take each route as if it's a totally different story yeah. with different characters different game. than the other <laughs> routes. Yeah, That's yeah. the only way, in my opinion, that you can... Because if you're comparing, you're going to find problems. Right. And that's fine. We can just look at it with that lens and say, okay, yes. this is its own thing. I'm no longer going to compare it. And that's kind it, of, yeah. even in that original episode where we were bringing this up, uh, something we said, oh, we maybe we shouldn't have looked at yeah. what the other choice leads to. We should have right. just taken this route for what it was and, and not compared. Yeah. And that, that is my suggestion yes. for people playing. Just don't compare between routes. Right. Because I feel like things fall apart a little bit if you do that. They do. Yeah. So. But for for the Matsuno, what I consider currently to be Matsuno's goal for this, uh, for the reason why he did things this way, is just to show you how how I think even um, this comes a little bit later. But this is something that uh, Denim says. Um, oh, what does he say? This is actually oh here it is. Either oh no 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 that's not it. Who can know if the path we choose is right or wrong? I will fear no reproach, for man is a creature of sorrow and fault, and ever will be. Yeah. And so Denim is basically saying here, no matter what choice you make, you're screwed both ways. And yeah. Matsuno is taking, that's basically the theme of the game, as far right. as I can tell. No matter what you do, I'm going to find a way. It may not, the characters may not be consistent, but whatever choice you make, I, Matsuno, I'm going to find a way to just screw you so hard <laughs> <laughs> with that choice and to hang it over your head and to show you how no matter what you do, there is no choice. I actually took some notes on that line right here. Um, no matter what choices are made, countless are bound to suffer for it. Yeah. And that is true of all politics and of all um, all situations made at this level. Yes. Right? You are dealing with people's lives here and uh, by the thousands, millions even. Yes. And whatever you choose, some people are going to die because of it. Yes. Right? And yes. you can't avoid that. Yes. And Matsuno is basically trying to cram that down your throat. You can't avoid people dying. 
right? And, and Napoleon, I think Napoleon would do this. When he would go and he would take over a town, he would execute like 10,000 people. Like that's what he would do. He would just find 10,000 and he'd be like, okay, these people are going to die and I am killing 10,000 now so I don't have to kill a million later, right? Because by killing these 10,000 people, no one will question me. Everyone will follow me and um, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna have uprisings and we're not gonna fight more wars with more people later. Right. But in order to do that, I have to kill 10,000 people right now from this city. Right. Yeah. But by doing so, I'm going to be able to avoid a full scale war. Yeah. Right. I, I, and that's crazy. It's insane logic, but that is it isn't entirely illogical. Yeah. It actually is sensible from a certain point of view. From a certain <laughs> point of view. Now, um, I, I'm glad that you brought this up because this is something that I think, despite all of maybe the logical inconsistencies or character inconsistencies between routes or whatever, if you're looking at this from a holistic standpoint and saying, this is what Matsuno is trying to say to you. That's what I discovered. This art piece is trying to say, you will not avoid getting your hands dirty in war. No matter what choice you make, it makes certain things not matter as much. Like the fact that the Balmamusa plan works in chaos and neutral Right. But it just doesn't work in law. When you do it, it doesn't work. Yeah, right. Yeah. When you do it, because he, it's, a, it's a convenience for the writer. Because sure. we need that to fail to have stronger right. conflict in this route. Right. Now, you could, you could again, headcanon your way into it by saying, well, Vice yeah. is better at convincing people than Denim was that, uh, what, of what really happened. I don't okay. believe that. But mm-hmm. whatever. You can <laughs> do that if you want. But I don't think that's the point. But the point is, if... if and this is what I'm trying to do now moving forward in the analysis of the game, is instead of focusing on those obvious inconsistencies and being like, wait, why, blah, 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 just understand um, uh, we're separating these three things. And in order for this, its own story, yeah. to have better conflict, the, the the plan not working is a better choice. Sure, yeah. So um, it's it's going towards that ultimate goal of saying, any choice you make, you're going to end up with blood on your hands. And how long until that lies on your heart? That question oh, that sure. he asks yeah, yeah. at right. the end of the chapter, right. right? And it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. And yeah. so when looking at it from that perspective, I can let this go, right? Okay. And I can just be like, Me okay, too. chaos was my favorite route for this yeah. or that reason. And I see that as its own thing. And law, I like this and this about this route. I see that as... An entire, this is not Tactics Ogre, this is some other story uh, with character, you know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. look at it and really separate it, it, it is, is accomplishing all of those things that we read Matsuda wanted to accomplish yeah. in the Dev History episode of this series. Right. So that's how I am choosing to go about analyzing this from this point forward. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So. Let's move into basically chapter two. Chapter two. I will fear no reproach. Yeah, and it's that line at the end there. Like, uh, let me don't get... don't uh, don't threaten me to feel bad about the choices I've made. Every choice I've made, good or bad, has resulted in all sorts of consequences to where I could never determine whether it was the right thing to do or not. Yeah, you it's just impossible to tell that because that what do you call it? The effect, the um, the uh, runaway 
effect, basically, oh, of your choices. Yeah. There are so many downstream effects later mm. that can never possibly be predicted. Sure. Like, uh, that it almost doesn't matter whether you're trying to be good or bad. Yeah. And it makes right. me kind of think about, like, old ancient, like, old kings back in the day, where it's like, were they really that bad, or did they just, like... Were the downstream effects bad and everyone wrote negative things about them because, oh, but he didn't know. He just thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> like Tsar, some of the Russian Tsars. Okay, so the narration for the opening to chapter two is, three weeks have passed since the massacre Bama Musa, consumed with the lust for revenge the Wallister took to the battlefield, wresting large swaths of territory from the Galgastani control. Oh, wait, this is wrong. Because this is saying the Duke's Gambit was a success. In this version, oh, it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is still Kachua narrating it. Yes. <clears throat> um, anyway, so th this is actually the uh, the narration for what happens when you go into the chaos. For realm. the other route, yeah. Basically, in this version, it doesn't work. And so now they're at this point where, like, they, the the Wallister, in, in the chaos slash neutral route, the Wallister and Duke Ronway pretty much rout the Galgastani. So they're like on their last legs. They're, you know, losing on the losing side. In mm. Law, Chapter 2, Galgastani is winners. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, Galga, uh, and um, the Wallister are kind of like reeling a little bit. Yeah. Because this doesn't work. The the people who are opposed to Balbatos within Galgastani do not join with the Wallister. And the rumor that of what um, Ronway did is spread and people believe that more this time. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, in our first scene, we have Denim and Kashua here. Oh, is this where they arrived. like sneak into yeah. a, yeah, they, a town? They've arrived here. I, I hear no alarm, sister. I think we've made it. She's looking around. By the looks of things, the Gagastani can't have stationed many men here. The fewer we must kill to be done with this business, the better. I, that, I, I took note of that line right there. Yeah. It's because Kachua is saying, hey, I'm just going to choose Denim, whatever. Whatever Denim goes with, I'm going with Denim, right? Yeah. But here, in her first talking, other than the narration, her first talking after that is, the fewer who need to be killed to be done with this mess, the better. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, that gives me some insight into her a little bit. Um, Sometimes, like Napoleon said, you do have to purposefully kill 5,000 so that you, you, it is the fewer number of people dying, yeah. right? When you just massacre a bunch of people up front and then don't worry about, um, you know, some other things later. And that why Kachua may have gone along with it, yeah. right? Um, at the same time, not killing them also could be considered, I'm killing as few people as possible. Right. Uh, but that is her heart speaking here, that inside her heart, she thinks the less people who die, the better. Right. Yeah. Um, so we cut to a flashback here where Lanar and Ronway are kind of holding counsel. And in this route, Lanar pushes and Ronway back. <laughs> are not in agreement on how they should proceed. On basically war. anything. Yeah. Um, Ronway is being very reckless, uh, probably in desperation because his plan at Balamusa didn't work. Yeah. So he's taking a lot of really big risks. Or uh, make I, I think maybe the better way to put it is uh, assuming that his plans will work perfectly yeah. way more than he should. Yeah, and he's I using, love, he he's even not says that. About it. Nonsense. The plan is perfect. Stop bickering. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is perfect. Oh my yeah. gosh. Because he's going, he's like, if we do this and then we'll distract them, then they'll split their forces and they'll be here and here. And I think if we attack this, and it's like, 
the plan is perfect, where there's so many ifs and yes. and maybes about his plan, for him to claim that it's perfect is just hilarious. Yeah, and I mean, Leonar is trying to be the voice of reason. He's not yeah. even necessarily going against Yet. what Ronway is saying. Yeah. He's just saying, let's wait to make sure it works out and yeah. there's no wrenches in it before we commit yeah. wholesale to this yeah. and then put ourselves in a bad position. Now, so, I get that this exact scenario didn't happen in the other routes. No. Um, but the general, in general, Leonar was very much deferential towards the, the Duke. Yes. Um, and everything that we saw in the other And, and uh, of course, part of that would have been it, the plan worked. So right. they were they were winning. It's in easier that to route. be deferential when you're when that happens. when you're winning. You know, it's you're going to agree a lot more than when you're losing. There's going to be more conflict between <laughs> your allies when you're losing and finger pointing and blaming and stuff like that. Yes, yes. yes. But in any case, um, there's several scenes in which Leonar like just pleads with him, just be cautious or just wait a little while first, or mm. please don't do that. And, and Ronway is yeah. uh, to the point of just being, like, disgusted yeah. at the fact that he just won't go along with what he's saying. Well, Leonard will say, it would be prudent to wait. And then he goes, are you calling me imprudent? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, are you treason kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so this leads to eventually... Lanar being dismissed, more or less, yeah, eventually. by yeah. Ronway. Being like, yep. just get out of my sight. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Don't I don't back. want to hear what you have yeah. to say. Screw you yeah. and get out of here. Um, so that's kind of where this is going. Yep. But there's a couple steps to this. So this this uh, conversation first um, is, you would have me fight such a battle with our numbers or have you, have you gone mad? So that's pretty strong. He's calling him. Crazy? Are you are you crazy? Like, why would you do that? I mislike your tone. Forgive me, Your Grace. We are more powerful now than ever, I grant you. But let us not forget we failed to rouse the Galgastani against Babatos. Our resistance uh, remains far outmatched. I do not need you to tell me what I know so well. Then I beg you to reconsider. Humor your duke. Hear my plan before you reject it. Hmm? First, we dispatch a light force to secure Balmamusa. A small town south uh, west of Crichton. I mean, we've already been to Balmamusa. Obviously, we know where it is. Thence yeah. to advance to uh, the Zayad Moors. You distract them by needling their flank. They will never fall for such a ruse. Your ears would serve me better than your tongue. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. I mean to have our young hero lead the band. We will feed sweet lies to their whispers. The, uh, that is no small band, but half of our army that mat that marches. So they're going to tell them half our army is marching this way, and really it's not. A morsel they will find impossible to resist, nor will they know whether uh, it is from Almorica or Balmamusa that we strike. So the plan here is we're going to make them believe half our forces in Balmamusa, half yeah. our forces in Almorica. The truth will be, it's just some middling force over here. It'll draw out some great number, yeah. and then we march with our full force from Almorica and you know, take their forts and castles or whatever. And the way that they'll get them to believe that that small group is half their army is because Denim, the hero of... Is with that. Wallister, of the Wallister, will be at the front. Is he the hero of Goliath? The hero of Goliath. The yeah. hero of Goliath. Will be with the, the force at Balmamusa. Yeah, his yeah, yeah. enemies call him the Butcher... But his allies call him the hero. <laughs> uh, but because he's there, they will assume, oh, this must be one of the significant, you know, yeah. uh, half the army. So Leonard says to this, well, but what if he doesn't split his troops? Like, then what? He's like, we must see that he does. 
There's more. Once our heroes have a foothold in Balmamusa, they will turn their attentions to the port of Ashton. Ashton is but a short distance to the west of Kritnai. Balbatos will fear an assault, and with his troops mustering in Kritnai, Ashton will be ripe for the taking. So Ashton is a port, yeah. and uh, port cities are really important on this island. So Ronway is seeing this as a win-win. Um, if we get him to split the force, that's the whole plan, to go and like yeah. deal with Denim over here. However, if he doesn't do that, we'll just take Port Ashton, and then we'll cut off his... Uh, access to supplies right, yeah. and ships coming in, you know, because he's landlocked in Kritnai over here. He needs access yeah, to that corridor. port. Yeah. So if he doesn't split the force, we basically cripple him there. So it's a win-win here. Whether he does or doesn't, you know, take the bait, mm -hmm. we're going to be hurting him either way. So he's like, you know, you should listen to my whole plan before, like, freaking criticizing me. <laughs> Your ears uh, would serve better than your tongue. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Lanar says, in Valeria, the sea is life. Without the bounty of her trade, we wither and die. Doubly so, so uh, the Galgastani in their landlocked keep in Kritna. Believe uh, the rumors or no, they must respond, and that means splitting their troops. So, they'll have to do it at some point. Hmm. Um, so, that's what Denim sets out to do first, is to go to uh, Balmamusa and take it, and then Port Ashton. Um, yep. Let's see here. Do you have any? In, just in the battles, Denim is a lot. He's basically echoes the sentiments of the bad guys, bad guys, the antagonists of the other roots, right? Yeah. Of Chaos Root, basically. Um, and he's giving voice to what the enemies were saying in those roots. And then the enemies say what, you know, um, or then what he said in those roots is what the enemies are saying now. Yeah. Um, I find that very interesting. Um, he's got a more ends justify the means kind of attitude, yes. which you would have to have if you're going to do that, I guess, the yes. whole Balma Musa thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things that he says, I can't remember exactly who this is to because um, I don't know exactly everyone he's fighting, uh, but somebody asks him, like, why why do you fight this kind of thing, you know? And he says, uh, uh, because we're at war. It is the war that makes us enemies. And because my father and his before, I hate you to an indescribable level. <laughs> No, I don't think that's a direct quote. I was paraphrasing <laughs> as I was writing it down. But basically, he's like taking the rhetoric before, like, because we're at war, we're enemies. Let's fight, yeah. right? And he, was, he wasn't he was doing that before. But in, from right out the gate, he's just like, like, what are you trying to philosophize? What are you trying to talk to me about? Like, you're a them. Mm -hmm. Like, draw your sword. We're fighting now. Like, yeah. there's no there's no more discussion to be had, um, which is just the polar opposite of the, the other roots, um, yeah. how... The other characters were acting as well. Yeah. So if you remember back to chapter two of the Chaos Neutral Route, we had talked about some of the things that Canopus had said to um, Denim early mm -hmm. in that chapter being maybe this is a good lens to which we should use our focal point for analyzing the theme of the game. Oh, right. In this law route, I think it's this conversation with Garba in the Zeod. Garba, Wars. I met that one too, where she um, said to set aside differences. This, this, yeah. this was really good stuff. It was, um, except that it went the opposite in the other routes. But yeah, keep going. So Garba, uh, Denim of Goliath, I see a rumor in the flesh. Then Bamamusa was no faint after all. So he's basically taking the bait because yeah. he sees yes. that, oh. it's, that it's uh, yep. Denim. He's like, oh, so this isn't a faint. This is for real that you went and took over Balamusa, right? Uh, you there, his eminence must hear this, go now. 
So then they have a long conversation as they're fighting, and it's 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 all pretty good stuff. Yeah. We must halt their advance uh, as long as we can. Remember, we fight not for ourselves; we fight for Galgastan. Only your blood can pay the price for those you slain. And Denim says, "Then we share a grim cause, but I bear you no malice. It is war makes us enemies, and as enemies, we must fight." Garba says, "The simple reasoning of youth. I expected more than that." <laughs> Denim says, "The hatred I bear for you is anything but young. I carry on the struggle of my father and his father before him. Okay, so I am the, the wrath right, right. of the Wallister." Yeah. So Denim is having made this choice, and I think very realistically as a as a matter of justifying yeah. making the choice that he made he's going to use what the other characters in say chaos route where he was on the opposite side yeah. of this argument they were making those same arguments right but in order for him to justify what he did he almost has to use something like this yeah as uh, a justification Right, for, for why it was okay for him to have done what he did. Garbus says, the struggle of your father, that's cause enough to fight, cause we share. The roots of the conflict between Galgastani and Wallister do run deep, but you must look past your hatred to see your true foe. The sins of the father trap the son. Love that line. Yep, the sins is... of the father trap the son. Yep, In the context of everything we've been talking about, getting at the core of what this game is trying to say, I think that line is, for law, the best line to look at as yeah. the lens to view the theme under. Sure. If you, if, you, if you pursue this course, it's not just your own life or the lives of those you kill you're affecting. You're trapping your children right, the in future. the same conflict. Yeah. The future will continue. Only, it can only break with you or else it keeps going yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> Until somebody else decides, I don't want to trap my children. But in, in order, in order for them to do it, they will cycle. have to break out of the prison that you made, yes. that you constructed for them. Yes, it's it's really good. I, I thought that line was was excellent. Yeah, I like that too. Um, Denim says, "And what of you? Do you not harbor some hurt that drives you to fight? I'll not deny that I do. My twin brother Orba, you killed him. I didn't know that," says Denim. Garba says, say nothing. There's nothing to say. It was the will of the wheel that he died at your hands. Right. He's letting it go. Right. He then goes on to say, I said only your blood could atone, but I was wrong. We must set aside the wounds we carry if there is to be any true atonement. It is with this knowledge that I fight, but I do not expect you to understand. You are yet young, naive, common. Denim says, not so naive that I am blind to the wounds you carry. And uh, Garba says, forgive me, fault is most difficult to see in oneself. Let me be your mirror then. That, that's great too. Right. You're right. What you're saying about me is right. It's also right about but, you. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. in this conflict right. is at fault for the same thing. So long as there is vengeance in your heart, your victories will turn to ash. But you must know this only too well, Butcher of Goliath. Ooh, that line, I think this is the first time he's called that, right? In the, yeah, in this Yeah, round. and Denim, like, ooh, he kind of, he does not yeah, like he doesn't have a being called that. Um, <laughs> but so here, okay, so the the rhetoric is great. But what's what's this guy doing? Yeah. He, he's just fighting us. He's just trying to kill us. He He's trying to get us to stop fighting, and then he kills us and we die. The, the idea of we all need to stop fighting is, like, good, except... 
okay, are you joining me or am I joining you? <laughs> or or are we all going to stop fighting? Which which he does not do, by the way. Well, so, I think the way that I saw this was that he sort of came to this conclusion mid-fight almost. Okay. Like he started the fight out being like, oh, you killed my brother. Right. But then like he he's remembering maybe thoughts he's had over the last few days. Sure. Like, this is only going to perpetuate this. And he starts to try to like talk himself and Denim out of it. Sure, But I sure. think what he's suggesting is let's all lay our weapons down and stop. And yes. Denim saying, no way. Right. But he's not just going to let him kill him then. Right. I'm going to defend myself. Sure. But if I can't convince you, then I'm going to fight for my own life. But I, I think what's right is that we all do this, though I don't expect someone as young and naive as you will actually do it. Right. I think that's kind of where his for Denno would be like you lay your arms down and we'll take you prisoner or you can join <laughs> our team and and you don't have to fight us anymore. Now that doesn't end fighting altogether, but yeah, I mean because he's not going to fight the Galistani Gar right. Garb. I'm saying like right, he just right. wants the people in this particular battle to be like let's all agree to not do this. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it's. That's I like I happen. love I love the conversation. Yeah. I just felt like the but, well, you're right. the physical uh, interactions during the conversation were not yes. uh, they didn't make sense given the conversation we were and, having. And I think he he is self-aware at least to a certain point, right? Yeah. Like he says uh he's like like you said, the rhetoric, the ideals he's saying yeah. are sure they sound nice. Right. But I think even he is self-aware enough to know that uh, it is with this knowledge that I fight, but I do not expect you to understand your yet young, naive, and common. And right. you would know this only too well. So he's like, I, I know what I'm saying is right, but yeah. I also know that I it's don't not going to change anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to convince you, and so we're going to fight anyways. Right. But it's and worth so a he's, shot. He's like, a a shot. he's like a conflicted person in this Sure, fight. that makes sense. He knows, yeah. I'm going to fight, we're going to, because that's just realistic. Yeah. But ideally, I wish it wasn't that way. And right. I, I want to at don't least you agree? appeal <laughs> to try to convince you that... Fair enough. You yeah, know? I like it, I like it. So I think he's just a conflicted person from the beginning. Um, but I do think a lot of his lines really lend themselves to uh, what this game is really going for in terms of what it's trying to say. Um, let's see. We got another battle here with Josephine. I don't think there's too much to say there. Um, my next notes, um, Arcele. We, we do, um, we do get a few more scenes. Well, another scene at least with Leonard and the Duke where Leonard's like upset and the Duke is, uh, yes. you know, putting his head in the scene. Yeah. So we got this here. So it's, uh, back at, well, we get to Port Ashton. There's another battle there. So we take the port and then back at Elmorica Castle. Ronway come or Ronway is saying, you know, he's giving some orders, and a messenger comes in, or no, wait, he, the messenger goes away. I beg you to wait, my Duke. This is the one where he's saying, um, we shouldn't move yet, just because yeah, yeah, he has wait. taken Port Ashton, and your whole plan was explained. We all agreed, it makes sense. But yeah. let's wait until he actually fetching does it. Yeah, let's yeah, wait until yeah. he actually splits the army and starts marching towards right. the port. Then let's go. And he's like, no, 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 the plan is perfect, we're good, like, let's go now. Yes. I mean, it's just reckless, right? Well, like, uh, totally reckless. Yeah, it's uh, Le Leroy Jenkins it, it's, it's, a little bit. It's, it's, it's stupid, it's Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, a great point. Um, and this is, I think, where Leonor starts to really be like, this person is not fit yeah. to lead, Yeah. right? So he is recognizing, like, 
Ronway is not um, going to create a future for the Wallister the way right. that he's leading us here. He's going to create a prison for the Wallister. Yes. Um, then at Port Ashton, we have the battle with RSO, which goes more or less similarly. Yeah, similarly, but it's interesting to hear um, Abuna Donalto yes. um, talking with yes. him, being like, Because oh, now he's guilty we, in this version. It took yeah. Arcilla like two lines of dialogue to conv- to get him to like feel bad, right? Because he's <laughs> like, oh, we, we did what was necessary, or we didn't do it. We didn't do it personally. We didn't do it. And she's yes. like, shut up. You watched it happen. And Abuna's like, you're right. I'm ashamed. I can't believe. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, that didn't take much for him. I was kind of wondering how he would justify yeah, it. Yeah, there's actually he has a, lot of regret. a number of places where um, – Donalto is is speaking with whether it's RSL or some other character yeah. and being like what we did was horrendous. Right. Awful. But I'm I I, I don't believe yeah. I can atone. Well, he actually does That's say right. something like as long as there is life there is an opportunity for atonement. But true, it, but true. his sentiment is I'm not trying to justify right. what we did. What I am trying to say is that you and I should not be enemies or fighting. Right. And uh, we really do have the same cause. And, like, let's lay this aside for a minute. I acknowledge. I'm with you. I'm horrible. I get it. Yeah. But, like, let's try to do something about it, not use this as a way to put a wedge between us um, when we should be fighting on the same side. Kind of sentiment. Yeah. There, there, there's yeah, more there's than a few. once where this comes up. Um, but Arcila uses a shift stone and she just books it. Yes. Which I don't know why more people don't do that more often. Specifically the Duke. Shouldn't shouldn't he have a shift stone somewhere? Yeah. Oh, oh, she does mention that uh they lost. So the the army that the Duke Oh yeah. They went to the Sanji wield. And, and she's like basically, um, yeah, they lost. It's over yeah. for you. Now the people and we don't believe her. Yeah. Now yeah. the people will start rallying around us to lead them, right. um, not the Duke. And yeah, Denim's he he talks to Kashu on the scene after this about you know, we should actually go back to Almorca right. and confirm this ourselves. We shouldn't just believe what she said. But but she, um, and by she I mean um, Kachua. Kachua is again pleading with us, just freaking leave they were right Valeria all together. They were like almost on the out boat. out of here. <laughs> and she's like, why don't we just sail that way instead yeah. of this way? And he's like, okay. And this is an interesting thing because Denim, Denim makes a promise here. He says... Mm. If we get there to Almorca and Almorca is taken, basically, and that we've really lost, then I will sail away with you. Yeah. Um, she he, makes him promise that. He yeah. Like, they did lose. The Duke is losing. But he does kind of go back on it because he's like, yes. yeah, even though we lost and even though Almorca and even though this or that, but if... I do things we can maybe still win. And yes. it's like, that wasn't what you promised, no. man. Th- and this is why this version, the yeah. law version of the split between brother and sister is my favorite one. It makes one. the most this sense. This one is I the like strongest it yeah. for making the case for Kashua yes. that Denim abandoned her. I thought by so too. far. I was I way more on her side here yes. than on any other route. I was Absolutely. like totally not on her side and neutral. Yeah. <laughs> in chaos, I was like, "Well, from a certain point of view," and then in this one, I'm like, "Oh, you're totally right." Like, yeah, Denim has just totally. has totally abandoned you, right? So I loved how this was set up and executed on behalf of the brother and sister in this route. I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah, I like and it too. and this scene was a huge part of it. That setup of promise me that if we do confirm that we lost, that you'll leave, and he doesn't leave. He doesn't because no. he's like, "Well, but 
And he always has a reason. There's always a reason to keep yes. digging that hole deeper. Yes. There's always a reason for it. Um, but at some point, I don't know. Like, yeah. But he, once again, what would have been the downstream effects for Valeria if he did leave with Kachua? Yeah. And if he didn't become, you know, the leader of uh, the Wallister and all that stuff later on, um, would that have just resulted? Would more people have died that way than than him just continuing on, right? Then yeah. that's probably what he's thinking. But either way, you, I don't know that that's uh, you're able to know that. Um, point being, no matter which choice you choose, people are going to suffer and bad things are going to happen. So you may as well do the one that like is best for you and your family. Right. <clears throat> um, we do have Ivan mentioning some things here about Donalto that I, I want to bring up. So he's saying Donalto's loyalty actually goes down when he talks to RSL. So loyalty to Denim goes down after he talks oh. to RSL. Oh, that makes so that's sense. that's interesting. Yes, that makes Loyalty sense. management is not a big thing in the Reborn version of the game, yeah. but this mechanic is still there. Uh. If loyalty falls too low, they do leave the army. Um, but loyalty is so easy to raise mechanically in Reborn, you rarely see that happen. But in the original mm. game, it was easier to see this. So you could have an yeah. opportunity for Donalto after talking with RSL yeah. To be like, why am I fighting with them? I'm, I'm out of here. Well, that's more missed dialogue that we don't yeah. get. But, yeah, interesting. That, that's huh. very cool, though. I like that I do, as I a do. mechanic that plays into the actual gameplay. You lose this unit, right? In theory, it's possible for Donalto to leave your army as a result of the conversation with ours. I think that's really cool. Um, cool. Okay, so let's move on to our next So Kachu wants here. to leave, and then I've got Dame Ravness, this whole thing. Which is very interesting because we have not seen her since um, the massacre. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is the same battle on. So there, there's these knights that are sort of like escorting her yeah. somewhere. They're Galgastani knights, and um, essentially she's frustrated because it's like the Wallister named me an enemy, and <laughs> Galgastani yeah. named me an well, enemy. Well, and she is of of mixed lineage. Yes. Right. Yes. Her her um, ancestry she is not so grew clear. up in Almorica. I believe, right. or was it Goliath? I think it was Almorica. She it was grew Almorica. Up in Almorica, but she is descended from a Galgastani uh, yes. uh, immigrant. I don't know. Somebody who came into Almorica from Gagastan. Um but So, yeah. The Wallister reject her for that reason, and then the, yes. the others reject her for the other reason um, because she didn't grow up there, whatever it yeah. is. Um, but she says, "Oh, I only everything I've done has been for the good of Wallister. All I, I I love the Wallister, and that's like she seems to think that it's not entirely fair that she can't be a Wallister. Yes, because she'd rather be a Wallister. Yes, because <laughs> um, that's but, where she grew up. That's what she right. knew since she was a child. But if yeah. we're gonna go back, like in in the United States of America, what it takes to be an American." Other than, you know, you've got to, like, you know, like be a citizen and, yeah, get everything, like, legal. Uh, but you just have to, like, believe in the idea of, of like, a America, you know, of a diverse, <laughs> like, free country. Like, yeah. you ju- and, and just by, like, thinking the thoughts and believing something, you just, you're, congrats, you're an American now. As long, <laughs> okay, there's still legal stuff you have to do, but it's not by birth. It doesn't matter. Like, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter as much. Um, but... She seems to be applying those standards of like, oh, if I really like the Wallister, then I should I should be a Wallister, <laughs> right? But <laughs> Wallister, it's not an idea. It's it's a people. It's a race. It's yeah, an ethnicity. Wallister and is as not much as even the wants, country. The right, country the is 
Well, I know the capital's Almorca, the Goliath, city. Um, I don't know Almorca. what the name of their country is. Uh, maybe remember. Ivan can clear this up. The Wallister is just the ethnicity of the people. I believe so. Yeah. And so she considers herself of the people because she grew up there. Yeah. She was there her whole life. Um, they they call Almoricans. them Almoricans. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So it's like the country of Almorica. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But she seems to be applying some, like, ideal. Like, oh, I... I believe in your gods. I, you know, like you guys. I do work so that you guys can be better. Can't I be one of you? And it's just, that's just that's just that's just not how it works. Yeah. For their group. Yeah. Right. Like uh, that's just not. Well, how it if works. we're talking about ethnic groups, like you can't just right. <laughs> you, know, you have to. Yeah. You have to actually be of the ethnicity to be a, a, right. a person. But. Um, not a person, a person of that. And well, for to them, a person, to them, a person, but you're not really even a person unless you're, um, anyway. So she feels like she has no country, right? She can't go anywhere. So, but I just wrote this wanting what's best for the Wallister does not make you a Wallister, but that's what she says. All I've ever done is for the best of the Wallister. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what she's saying there is she served. So her service to the Wallister ah, should Well, there um, is a concept apply. from medieval times. There is a concept. I yeah. believe this might have even been in Rome. Is It's service guarantees citizenship, something like that, yeah. where Rome would bring people in who were outside of the empire. And then if you, be, if you join the military, if you serve the country in some public way, then we will allow you to become a citizen of Rome. Yeah. Something like that. That is an older idea. Yeah. So I guess it's not just I, I like think, America. I think that's more what she's trying to say there is like- Right, I've served you. My Fair service, enough. everything I've done yeah. in behalf of the Wallister should qualify me to call myself a Wallister. Anyway. Well. She may be right about that. Maybe. Um, let's see that. Got yeah, pirates so now. You, you arrive in the middle of this- being escorted she's being escorted back to Gogstown I guess and so yeah. you know you can help her and um, there's a couple choices you're given when you actually end up talking to her yeah I, I think... thought she was going to join us I was like oh yeah. sick she's going to join us and but she's like not I can't I can't yet. join you not yet it's not yeah. till a little bit later because yeah, not till right later. like it, it's it's a little bit of a too soon situation. Yes too soon <laughs> too soon yeah like there, there's no way after what you just did I can fight by your side but thank you for saving me kind of right. thing right but you're um, really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually. You have a, little, a good. You have a nice. You're, you have a nice personality. <laughs> I was. I, <laughs> I was a little bit surprised uh, that she hadn't gone with Vice. I wonder if Vice oh, right. would yeah, have rejected her because of her blood too. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Like, I could see that as a possibility. Uh, like Vice, our, like our I don't want you yeah. fighting with us. You're not a Wallace. You filthy mudblood. Yeah. yeah, I could see Vice even in his <clears throat> nobler version. Yeah. In law still being kind of like drawing a line in the sand there right in terms of like who he will accept to right. fight with him but um anyway I, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't end up going together but, right me too me too uh, I'm sure that there's probably a, a, a good explanation um but I think either choice you make here for Ravness um it, there's a little bit different dialogue but it kind of results in the same conclusion mm. and they're both kind of the same thing it's like I can't leave you here as one, or you're a friend then? Like, just trying to, like, yes. get a, like, a are beat you really? on, like, yeah. are we cool? Right. <laughs> or, like, no, no, I can't let leave you like this. They're both kind of, in a way, just leaving this off yeah. on a note that, look, I don't hate you, and I don't want to fight yeah. you. But and... but maybe explain your situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to know what's going on here. Yeah. 
Um, so that's how that scenario ends. Yeah. She doesn't join us yet, but she she you can recruit her later. Um, the next fight is at Kadriga Fortress. Is so it pirates. It's the pirates. Okay, dude. Did Zipan, you did you get that? Oh yeah. There's oh is it Zapan? So Zapan was a mercenary who had yes. fought against us in the but, other route. But we help. Yeah. He, he fights with us on this. Yeah. One. So he was yeah, a mercenary. That's right. In, in this route, the the difference here is that. Um, he was fighting in the battle at Sanji, and uh, right. and his whole unit was wiped out. So yeah. he's he didn't get paid. He didn't get <laughs> he's, anything. He's real upset. So about he's that. like, oh <laughs> crap! Like I didn't yeah. get any money out of this. He's like alone now. Nor did he get a glorious death. No, <laughs> he's just alive still. Yeah. And so he's kind of you know, I I would assume maybe making his way back to wherever he comes from. Not and sure. like these pirates show up, and he's like, "Oh, these pirates! You know, they're not going to get the best of me, but we help him in the fight." And then you can recruit him on the back of that, being like, "Hey, come back to us. I'm sure that uh, we can get your money for you because you did participate in that battle at Sanji." Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, after that, he'll he you know, I think Ronway even suggests you know, like continue being a mercenary for us, but go with Denim's group. So it was kind of interesting because Sapan was. I, I mean, at this point, we've done two routes where he's just a guy you fight a lot. <laughs> um, he was—he ends up getting killed by Vice at the end of Chapter 2 in the other route. Mm. Um, oh, that's right. Because yeah. he, he was the one who kidnapped Kashua um, yeah. at Rhyme. But in this route, he's fighting alongside you. It's just kind of a weird feeling, right? Like, all these dudes who are, like, <laughs> our enemies in two different routes we played are now, like, fighting alongside us. And that's the circumstances funny, are that's totally different. Yeah, because yeah. Because of the fact that in this timeline, the the plan for Balmamusa didn't work. So because yeah. it didn't work here, Zapan goes, it's butterfly effect. Zapan goes on a totally different path. Yeah. We are on a totally different path. It's, it just like really changes up a and lot of especially things. Especially with mercenaries. Um, like it's it's easier to palette that kind of stuff with mercenaries. I remember yeah. it with like in Mass Effect with the, uh, the Kro Krogan, yes. Krogan guys. Yes. And it's like you end up you know, like mercenaries will often, and I think Final Fantasy Tactics has this as well. Like, if you're a mercenary, you will often end up fighting your friends for money. And yep. it's like, well, this was always our fate. Well, we are we mercenaries. <laughs> this is part of the job. Yeah, it comes it's, with the territory. It's not personal, dude. It's just what we do. Yeah. Um, but the best, possibly the best line in the whole game is when you kill the last pirate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a pirate's death for me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just wonderful. It's just missing a little yo-ho there. Yeah, what was his name? Darza? Uh, yeah. The pirate's death for me. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. I, I guess I missed that, but that, it's basically straight out of freaking Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, okay, the next battle's at Tynemouth Hill, and this is where we're introduced to Gatilo. I think it was the first time we've seen him in the game. I can't remember mm. if we fought him before. I, I, I thought his um, portrait was... New, is uh, it, yeah, because um, somebody that I recognized. Yeah, um, I want to make sure I'm right about that in case I'm missing or misremembering something. Ivan, <laughs> Gatilo. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so um, anyways, this is the first time we're seeing this guy. He's like a commander uh, of the of the um, the Gagastani, and he's with Winoa, another. Um, commander type person underneath Gatlio. Um, this battle is interesting because you can kill one or the other character and then that character will appear in a later scene 
oh. um, and have like different dialogue with a character you get in chapter three. Hmm. So um, I thought that that was kind of interesting. So I prefer of those two it being in the scene, I prefer um, Winoa or Winoa being the one who has that conversation in the mm. chapter three battle. And with, um, I think I know what you're talking about. With Yugen or whatever his name is? Yeah. The, the, the dragoon guy? Uh, yeah, um, the, the worm knight? Yeah, the worm knight. Yeah, the yeah. worm knight. Uh, that yeah. was a, uh, that's a cool name, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, the, so depending on who survives this battle between the two of them, they will be the one to have that conversation with mm. him in chapter three. And I like her dialogue with him better than his. Oh, okay. So um, my suggestion would be to let her live and kill him. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> Not that his is bad. I mean, there's there's a similar sentiment shared, but I just, I, I thought the conversation with her was a little better personally. Um, anyway, so you fight them here. Um, th this is, uh, let's see. There was something here I wanted to touch on. Because Zapan knows who he is. And he mentions that he's like, well, he calls him a, a real goad sticker of a man. As feared as he is respected, worse, it was him what pushed the, the Babatosa's blood war. So he was the one who, mm -hmm. like, pushed Babatosa to start the blood war in the first place. So he's kind of like one of those real um, super raci racist nationalist dudes in Gagestan who Gagestan. really pushed for this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my band ran afoul of his... Uh, at the lines in Sanji. So he fought against this guy's unit and they hewed us down like sides to grass. His kind would kill Wallister for sport. Best give that one a wide berth. So this is a bad dude. A wide berth, that's right. Right? Um, so anyway, this is just kind of an introduction to these characters, uh, but they end up, one getting killed, the other fleeing the battle and we'll see them later. Um, we go back to Almorca Castle again. Yeah, with Ronway and Leonor, and it's hilarious and the Cashwell. way that the way that Duke the Duke is able to kind of spin things to be like, it wasn't. It was a, what did he say? It was a draw. It was a we didn't lose. Like both sides, yes. basically everyone on both sides died. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, they lost too. Like I, I didn't. We didn't just lose. Like, was it just me who lost? <laughs> yes. And as long as they lost, then I kind of won. You know. And, and I'm sure the other side is saying the same thing. Like, well, totally. you know, at least they didn't win, and that's a win for us that they didn't win. Yeah. Um. So the Duke is like excited about it, and he's like, we're gonna hit him back twice as hard next time. And Leonard's like, with. What troops? They all died, <laughs> and the Duke's like, "Well, I'm good. yeah, it's your problem. You go find a, a what is it, Rhyme? Or they go? They're like, oh, let's go to another city and let's raise a new army.' And Leonor's like, yeah. "Dude, that takes time. You're crazy. You're crazy." And I'm rethinking this whole thing. That's what Leonor. I seems loved to be. Ronway's response to some of this because Leonor's saying like, "Yeah, he suffered great losses, but they're as great as ours. This is a fact. Like, this is not. <laughs> a, this is not like." criticism it's just i'm just stating a fact here yes but don't forget that denim's feint required that galgaston hold considerable forces in reserve the whole point was to split their army in half right so they still have half so they still have half whole. their army and we to lost. march on us they could come to almorca yep. right now and we wouldn't even be able yep. to fight them off and Ronway's like, if I held a dagger to Balbatos's throat, you'd complain you of its dullness. <laughs> dullness. That was so good. That was a great line. That's a great line. The Duke, like, he, he is where he is because yeah. he, he's witty 
he's positive to a fault, like he just is arrogant. Uh, but on top of everything, like he's he's quick, you know. Yeah. He's he's pretty sharp. The way he thinks, the way he talks, he's very smooth at talking. Yeah. And uh, even with the other quip earlier about like your ears would serve him better than your tongue. Yeah. Like he's he he knows how to talk like a like a politician. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, Ivan is bringing up a point that I think is important. So part of the reason why you may be able to even kill Leo or whatever is yeah. because you've done two of their routes and you've already got like high level troops or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, and like good abilities. Uh, if you're playing this as your first route, he's 10 levels higher than you and he's really hard to kill. Mm -hmm. So I, I think most people who play Law will probably see his dialogue later. Instead of. But I like Winoa's a lot. Okay, yeah. So like that's why I said if you can kill him. <laughs> I would suggest it. But that was yeah. why I was saying if, because it's, it is tough to do. Right. Um, okay. So, Lanar says, not complaints, your grace, simple facts. One thing to talk of bringing down Balbatos, but idle musings bring us no closer to victory. To um, talk like that to your leader, that's yeah. pretty Well, he's gotten crazy. to a point where he's everything he has warned him about has come true. Has come to pass. Sort of. The Duke is spinning it in his own yeah. way. But, but it's yes. like you are losing this war for us. Yeah. And like at every turn you are um, like denying my counsel and advice, even though mm. I'm right every time. And like you're leading us to essentially disaster. Like he, he's, he's, he's had enough of it. Right. Yeah. But Ronway basically tells him, Tells him to leave here. Well, now, right? this is where he says we're going to go to the Dark Knights of Lost Lorien for reinforcements. Oh, and that's where Leonard is like, like we're done. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. there's no way that you are being serious with that. Yeah. Like, we are not selling ourselves to the freaking Lost Lorians, yeah. the Knights of Lotus. What are you even thinking? Now, well, actually, I'm not going to go there because I said I wasn't going to compare routes. But <laughs> in the other route, he knew that Ronway was going to do this as well and seemed to you know, still be fighting with Ronway. Of course. Um, anyway, uh, Lanar says, by begging for reinforcements, we all but admit defeat. Again, you would vassal us to the Bakram. Were it to become known, our ranks would dwindle further. Even those under watch of our walls would take flight. You would d uh, drive them into the waiting arms of the new Wallister Alliance. So basically, the few troops we do have left, if you do this, they're going to run to RSL and Vice. Right. Uh, so then we'll have no one to fight for us. Like, this is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. And this is kind of the final straw for, for Ronway at this point. Cause he, he asked Denim to like, you know, um, chip, to chip in his opinion. You know, like, what, what do you yeah. think about this? And Denim was like, I'm 17. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he's like, uh, will you go to fight at castle and talk to right. Tartaros, Lancelot Tartaros, and like ask him if he'll help us out. And Lanar's like, all right, there's no way you can do this. And he's like, get out of my sight. So this yep. is where Lanar leaves. And so we're going to be sent, Denim is going to be sent to uh, go and treat with Lancelot, try to yeah. bring them uh, to help us. This is also where Sapan joins you like full. That's right, because um, the Duke um, is willing to pay him and extra. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, we're we're at an hour and a half, so we should. Yeah, that's probably a good place to stop for this episode, and um, we'll continue on through the rest of the end of chapter two, and then all of chapter three for our next episode. So, thank you for joining us. Um, 
Here's another thing I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode. Uh, one other part of this podcast that I think is really important is the fact that we receive comments from people and that we will use that as part of the conversation in a final episode. So if you haven't watched one of our series before, That's you true. might think like, oh, you missed this point or, hey, I want to know, I was looking forward to what you were going to say about this. Um don't think that, oh, we've just skipped that entirely. There's no way we'll talk about it. If you bring it up and it's important, that'll be then part we'll of the yeah. wrapping up conversation in the final episode. We'll look at comments. We'll have other, uh, you know, content creators or, or other people on to give their perspectives. And we will try to comprehensively cover anything that we feel like, oh, yeah, that's something we should, we should touch on for sure. So leave a comment if you feel like there's something you want us to discuss. And um, we have uh, Dude McGuy, uh, one of our patrons who kind of curates those comments. He'll collect those for us and make sure that we see them for the final yeah. episode. So if you want to leave a comment and uh, you want there, there's something you're very uh, eager that we talk about, um, go ahead and leave that. And there's a chance that we'll be able to do that. So, okay, till next time. Peace out.